This is David Rhymes, and you're listening to Foot Notable, a podcast where we discover the truth is in the details. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Foot Notable. Took us long enough. We're back, baby. <laughs> oh, man, it's been far too long. I have missed this, Orn. I have genuinely busy. missed it. We we've have been busy. Been busy. busy. That, yeah, we've not been just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. We have been quite the busy bees. We haven't, we haven't neglected you all on purpose. No, no, there's been no intentional neglect. We have... No. We have actually been been quite um, saddened and mm-hmm. I'd oftentimes frustrated that we couldn't get on here and record uh, this podcast. But you know what? Life sometimes jumps in there mm-hmm. and throws a roadblock into you, all your schedules and things kind of go fruit basket turnover on you. Yep. And yep. that's the way it is. But we're back. We're back. It's ready to roll. With a brand new series, mm-hmm. brand new series on worldview. Yep. And it's a it's a big topic, mm. and it's an important topic for us today. And so we're gonna this is an introductory mm-hmm. today. So mm-hmm. we're not gonna get neck deep in it. We're gonna try to steer clear of some of the things we want to go into more detail on in the coming weeks. Uh, but right now we've we have four episodes lined out for you. This is our first one. It's called "What Is a Worldview?" Mm-hmm. because. Hey, you got to start with some definitions, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Everyone, I think, knows what a worldview is, but not everybody knows that they know what a worldview is. Yeah, you, we're, you, yeah. you have a worldview, but you don't know right. that you have a worldview, right? I think worldview is, you know, like, um, I forget who kind of like, is the first one to like say this, but, you know, it's like, you know, defining porn. Like, you can't really do it, but you, but you know what it is when you see when it. you see it, yeah. So, the worldview is a lot like that. Sometimes it's hard to articulate mm-hmm. what that is. Yeah. But once you kind of see it, you go, okay, yeah, absolutely. I, sense, I recognize yeah. what's what's going on there. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to uh, jump into this whole issue of worldview mm-hmm. and talk about what it is, why it's important, because after all, we want you to stick it's around for the other episodes good. and not just go, oh, worldview. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so much for that. So this is actually going to be a great topic. I think you're going to like that. So before we get too far down into the episode, uh, please don't forget to take the opportunity to find us on wherever you can uh, listen to the podcast. Obviously, if you're listening to it now, you have found us. Yep. But we also exist on Facebook. Yep. And so you can go and find our page at facebook.com backslash Notable podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and on YouTube. Yes. And so look up our channels, look up our accounts, and uh, follow us, like us, ring the notification bell on YouTube so that when we post videos of these episodes, of these the live stream mm-hmm. that we're doing now, uh, which you can watch on our Facebook page, uh, we post those after the fact. So uh, just just hang with us on all the fun yeah. footnotable stops yeah. along the, the interweb. And if you're, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to be on the podcast, look us up on Clubhouse. You can, that is correct. You can interact with us. Some of these conversations on the app, yep. you find us, and uh, yep. we just can search for um, search for what, what are we called? A group? Yeah, this is a group. Anyway, just search for Footnotable. Yeah, like like on we're everything else, we're the there. only one, baby. That's so right. That's right. we're easy to find. You can join. You can follow us. You can uh, request to be a member. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are incorporating the live audio chat feature into our podcast because. Yep. We do love hearing from you, yeah, and we would love to have you come in and uh, just uh, talk with us while we're recording, ask questions, have comments. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Mm. All right. Well, let's dive into let's this. Let's get it. Worldview, man. Worldview. Yep. So, typically, this is the part of the episode where we unveil our Seinfeld reference. Yes, but this but week, we're making you wait. We're going to wait to the very end. We're making you wait to the very end because I think by waiting to the end, uh, it's going to make a whole lot more sense yes. when we talk about our Seinfeld reference. And it'll help you understand the whole of Seinfeld as, as, a, yeah. as a complete unit, a complete show. So That's right. Because believe it or not, Seinfeld does portray a worldview. It does portray <laughs> a worldview. Everything portrays a worldview, That's right. as you will discover as we get into this. So let's just go ahead and start by clarifying some terms. Yes. The first term right off the bat is worldview. 
what is a worldview? What is a worldview? And this is one of those things that um, is studied by a lot in academia. Mm -hmm. So it can come with some very weighty technical definitions. Mm -hmm. You read the definition and you go, I still don't know what a worldview right. is. You're more confused before right. than you are yeah. before, yeah. So we want to we want to kind of help cut through some of the um, academic jargon mm-hmm. and give you a a definition that you can wrap your mind around. Yes, because it's one that we can wrap our mind around. All right. So um, there are a number of simple definitions out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose one by James Anderson. Um, he uh, he's a Christian uh, writer thinker. He's got some articles out there on this subject, uh, as well as a number of th- different things. Uh, but this is a, a good definition that he gives, and it says, a worldview is an overall view of the world. All right, right there, Duh. he's like, Duh. <laughs> thanks, thanks, James. It. It's how you view the world. But yes, I mean, like, it's called a worldview for a reason. Like, yeah. there's no tripping you up on the title, mm-hmm. right? It, it's called that because that's it. That's it. It's a view of the world. And he goes on to, to clarify, it's not a physical view of the world, but rather a philosophical view, an all-encompassing perspective on everything that exists and matters to us. Yes. So that's what a worldview is. And I know that still sounds still very broad, yeah. a bit nebulous, yeah. but worldviews kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, they help us make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. They help us to know how things are functioning because mm-hmm. We come into this world with a lot of questions, which we'll get into in just a bit. And worldviews are designed to help you answer those big questions yes. and just make sense of things. Mm-hmm. And so everyone has a worldview. Yep. Even if you're not consciously aware of it, you have a worldview. Yeah. And it's it's built from several different factors, your experiences, the things you've learned, um, the knowledge you have in your head, right? Your, even yeah. your emotions, uh, all these things play they're into all wrapped into all it. wrapped into how you view the world. Your experiences in life that are different from someone else's are likely going to give you a different perspective on life, and therefore it affects your worldview. And and before we go any further, Dave, there's something I want to ask yes. you because you do have a a, a degree in this. Um, when did people start talking about worldview in the way that we do now? Because it hasn't, I don't think no. it's always been a, a point of academic exploration. Yeah, I mean, there, and there is a point where the, the term comes along, you know, yeah. like before, like that's not even in the dictionary, so to speak. Right, right. And um, I can't remember who specifically and in, in what year that happened, that that term that was coined. Mm-hmm. But it's really a more recent, more recent yeah, so topic. So, you know, if you go back into the Renaissance where you've got to have a lot of thinkers, mm-hmm. you have a lot of philosophers coming on, uh, you don't really get this concept of a worldview as far as a all-encompassing, cohesive expression of right. what people believe and value. Mm-hmm. Um, you get bits and pieces of it. Right. You even get it going back into ancient Greek and Roman times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But you... But as far as like people talking about worldview where you can actually begin to, to define and list characteristics of that worldview yep. and talk about characteristics of a worldview that are true for any society, sure. any culture, mm-hmm. that is, that's probably been within the last 150 years. Yeah, that's what I figure. It's been for, through, through the scope of history, the discussion about and the exploration of an understanding of worldview is a more modern or more recent development. Whereas people, like you mentioned, in the Renaissance or even the ancient Greeks, right. they were expressing worldviews. They just weren't calling it that. Yeah. It, it wasn't condensed into a, a nice, neat unit. Right. Sort of like what we try to do now, even though nothing yeah. about worldview is nice and neat anymore. Yeah. And it even goes true when you look at an ancient, you know, document like the Bible. Yes. I mean, this is written prior to worldviews being expressed mm-hmm. the way they are, yeah. but the Bible is just packed full of worldview. Yeah, it is a worldview. Yeah, It sure. is a worldview, yeah. which that's episode number three, by the way. Yeah. We're actually going to get to the biblical worldview, mm-hmm. but we have some ground to lay yes. first before yes. we, we jump into that. So that's a great question. Uh, so you know, talking about worldview as a more modern uh, subject of study and understanding you know, really came about because, you know, someone figured out that, hey, look, there's there's some rules to this. Yeah. There's some things we can understand about how people see the world that makes sense for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that you and I sitting here 
in this studio with our technology and, you know, in a very Western high tech, um, free democracy, we have worldviews that have tenets of them that agree with people living in mud huts in remote villages. Yeah. We don't view the world the same way, but we have some of the same categories that we think about. And we have some of the things that, shape that worldview Mm -hmm. that are going to be true for them. It's just the expression is going to be very different. Exactly. Yeah. So worldview is a really important topic for us to look at. And one of the things we start thinking, what people think when we talk about worldview is, are you talking about culture or is worldview something different from that? Because sometimes the definitions can get blurred. Yeah. And these are not synonymous terms. Culture and worldview are not synonymous. We are talking about two different things. Culture has been studied for much longer than worldview. Yes. Uh, Worldview is is a a lot uh, later in in the academic study, Mm -hmm. but you can't talk about worldview without its impact on culture. Exactly. And so that's the next term we're going to just clarify. Yeah. What is culture? Mm-hmm. And again, lots of definitions that are out there, some that kind of make your head hurt. So this is one that I chose. It's actually, I um, can't remember if I grabbed this. Oh, I did. Right out of the dictionary. Good old Webster, right? Look at there, man. Yeah. Okay. So I looked at it, some others to see if we could get a simple one, but uh, some people just have a hard time simplifying certain things. <laughs> so we'll leave it to the folks at Webster to, to give us a good definition of culture, which actually is – I think very helpful. Yes. So they say culture is the express. I say, uh, this is my added on to it. Culture is the expression of worldview first, yes. first and foremost. Yes. Okay. Now is the Webster part. Uh, it includes the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Yes. So um, culture is this outward expression of what we do think and feel deeply in our worldview. Yes. So the worldview is the part that we don't pay a lot of attention to. You don't go around typically. You don't with, observe with, worldview. Yeah, right. with your with like you're not consciously thinking about my worldview says this, therefore I must right. express it this way. You just sort of do it naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but culture you're very much aware of. Yes. Like we are very much aware of how we live, think, and process things around us mm-hmm. as compared to others. Yes. Um, you may not be very aware of that when you are kind of sort of growing up, but when you leave your culture yes. and you see how someone else is doing things, now you're really aware. Absolutely. Right? You leave South Louisiana and you start realizing that the folks are just starving. Yeah. Like, how are they eating? This food is so bland. <laughs> it might as well not exist. It might right? as well not exist. What, what are you doing? You know? I mean, why, why, why don't you have you know, close to 400 festival days yeah, where, you, where exactly. you're from. Should there be a parade every weekend? Right. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we just don't get it. Right. It's like, you know, you, you go and somebody you're out of town and somebody invites you to come and, you know, watch a college football game for their team. And you're like, well, that, you know, it's not my team, but it sounds like a good time. Right. Right. And then you just get so boring. Yeah. I mean, people like, you know, especially in Baton Rouge, I mean, these people could do a master class on yeah, tailgating. Exactly. Yeah, we are the we are the masters for sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you know, we recognize culture very quickly exactly. when we are put face to face with a culture that's different from yes. ours. Yes. And so things that factor into like culture are going to be language, customs, mm-hmm. dress, food. We mentioned festivals, mm-hmm. other rites, passes, yeah. traditions, yeah. things yeah. like that. <clears throat> so here's a helpful way of thinking about the difference between worldview and culture because they are very closely linked Mm -hmm. culture and worldview are like icebergs yeah so a lot of folks i think are aware of how icebergs are they're formed yeah they're formed um you see about 10 percent only Mm -hmm. of the iceberg there above the surface of the water Mm -hmm. the rest of it the other 90 percent is beneath the surface Mm -hmm. so icebergs are quite massive yeah they are and so when you look at an iceberg, you think, my goodness, what a huge chunk of ice floating here in the ocean. Well, what just you don't see what is, you don't yeah, see yeah. is the, the, the practical mountain yeah. beneath the ocean. Culture is like the 10% we see. 
that 10% is what we just kind of went over. Mm-hmm. It's the language, it's tradition, the food, yeah. you know, the festivals, the rites of passage, you know, those kind of things. Worldview is the other 90% beneath the surface. It's the stuff you can't observe directly, right. but the 10% is the result of the other 90%. Yeah. It's what you believe is true, is right. The principles of the self and family and the city or the community, all these things come right. outward, and yeah. culture is the outward expression, as we saw before, yeah. of what you really believe. Yeah, so one of the things that we have to be real conscious of is that you can understand culture but fail to understand it's the worldview, worldview right. from which that culture has sprung. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'd say it's, they're not synonymous. Uh, I've heard, you know, having been a missionary in the field, I, I heard this, unfortunately, I think far too often, was people saying, oh, I, I get the, the worldview of where I'm working. Mm. Well, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they like to eat this kind of food, and they, they dress this way on these days, and, why? you know, oh, the language is da 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 yeah. I'm like, that's not worldview. Right. That's culture. Mm-hmm. You understand culture, and, and that's good, but do you understand the why behind all of that? Exactly. And if you miss the why behind culture, you will not be able to effectively engage culture. Exactly. Because why? There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. They yeah. do what they do and think mm-hmm. the way they think and express it in those ways. And guess what? There's a reason why you do the same. Exactly. And so if you fail to understand the worldview of a different culture, mm-hmm. what you will do is you will assign them your worldview. Exactly. Because you have to fill in that gap somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so if you see people doing something, you don't understand the why Mm -hmm. you will try to make sense of that based on your worldview. Right. And you may think, man, these people are just absolute idiots. Yeah. Why are they doing that? They may think you're an absolute idiot for doing it the way you do. Absolutely. Why? Because their worldview informs them and what they're doing makes perfect sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect sense. Yeah, and and don't make the mistake of thinking that everything that's part of a culture has some deep philosophical meaning either. Right. It may be a completely practical answer to a problem that was faced generations before. Yeah. It's not necessarily some deep worldview issue. It just may be a practical uh, experience or or practice within a certain culture, right? But that does express something as part of the whole culture that is coming from a worldview that's been embraced by the village, the city, or the nation, right? Or in the case of Christians, the church, right? Um, we have a biblical worldview, which we'll talk about in a couple episodes, that permeates or should permeate every part of our lives. Well, that's true of any worldview. Every worldview is permeated by a number of different beliefs, principles, values, traditions. And what we observe outwardly, as you just mentioned, has a reason. And like you said, if we don't yeah. understand those reasons, we will apply our own reasons to them, which typically will, yes. be, will be faulty or wrong. And so it's really important for us to understand the why behind the what if we're going to address it with the gospel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very, very important. So let's just talk for a few minutes about why worldviews matter so much. Yes. We've, we've kind of hit, hinted at that a little bit because Worldviews help us to make sense of culture. You know, culture is where we live. We live it, breathe it, feel it, act it out. To make sense of that, we have to know worldview. Yeah. And we have to really start with our worldview. Mm -hmm. And that's where some people, um, you know, struggle. Because if you've never done a deep worldview dive and study on yourself, it's, it can be kind of hard. Yeah. You have to ask yourself some real probing questions. You have to be really honest with the answers mm-hmm. to get at your worldview because it's so natural to you. Yeah. And sometimes when you start answering those questions, you realize, is that really what I believe? Who I am? What I, is yeah. that really what I value? Yeah, I think about I think about these. You hear stories of people that are trying to find themselves, yeah. or going on these spiritual journeys to discover right. who they really are. What that is is wrestling with their worldview that they've been inherited or been given yeah. by their parents, grandparents, and now they're wrestling with it, trying to make sense of it for themselves. And so these sort of spiritual find yourself journeys that people tend to go on, whether it's you know backpacking through Europe or taking a trip across yeah. America or whatever. Ever, that's essentially a wrestling with their own worldview. This is, is exactly what it is. They just may not be able to articulate it that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's it's hard to do that kind of self-examination. Yes. It's a lot easier to come and approach a worldview that is foreign to you. Yeah. Because everything that you discover is just so 
radically different than what you're used to. Now that also helps uh, us to understand our worldview because we start realizing what is different and that starts to peel back certain layers in our own hearts and minds Mm -hmm. as to what, what is, what are the core beliefs and values and convictions Mm -hmm. that are really making up our worldview. And here's the deal. Worldviews are not always, um, like you don't get just one worldview. No. Okay. A lot of times you have a combination of worldviews. There may be a dominant worldview that you hold to, but you also may borrow from other worldviews Mm -hmm. and weave their beliefs and values into yours. And so that's why you can have, like, for example, here in America, there are a lot of people who would have what I think you could call an American worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't all act the same. We don't all believe the same. We don't all vote the same. We don't all uh, do work in the same way. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't all value family the same. There's just a lot of things that are just different about us as Americans. Mm -hmm. The reason why is that there are other worldviews at play on top of just that general American worldview that we have. Mm -hmm. And so trying to, trying to discover these things really makes worldviews important because yep. it helps us make sense of people, helps us make sense of certain groups, mm-hmm. and helps us make sense of why we're seeing things play out the way that they are mm-hmm. in our world today. Yeah, and what's, what's unique about the conversation between worldview and culture as well is you can have two, cult, two people from two different cultures who may share the same worldview. It is, yes. it is possible that someone that lives in South Louisiana and someone that lives in, say, the Northwest have a very similar worldview, but they live in very different cultures. Right. Partly if you are sharing the same principles that help form that worldview to begin with. Yeah. So worldview cuts across culture in many ways. Culture is just an expression of it, like, like we said before. Right. And, and so we have to understand where those principles come from. So that we can practice healthy worldview and diagnose unhealthy worldview and yes. get it in its in its right order. Yeah, and so one of the things that a worldview does is it tries to answer the big questions of life. Yep, and that's that's why worldviews can just be this very big, you know, ninety percent of the iceberg mm-hmm. type thing. Because mm-hmm. when you're getting into the big questions of life, that's that's some weighty stuff. Yep. it's a lot to have to to wade through, and so questions like where did we come from, mm-hmm. right, life. It's just, did it happen? Yeah. Um, is it, was it a, a process of, you know, like gradual evolution? Uh, did, did, did the gods make us? Mm-hmm. Right? There's just all kind of different ways that to answer this question, where do we come from? Mm-hmm. And you'll see that in worldviews. That they, a good worldview typically starts here. That, right? Tries to answer this right. question. Right. And then, of course, then you have to answer the question, well, why is the world the way it is now? Yep. Because one thing that every worldview that I've ever seen agrees on is that the world is not like it was when it was made. Right. So whatever mechanism made the world. Regardless of how old you think it is. Right. right. Yeah. How yeah. old or who's responsible yeah. or whatever. It's it's different mm-hmm. today than it was then. Mm-hmm. Well, why did it get to this point? Mm-hmm. And so for some people, that is, that's an issue about... Um, Evil, mm-hmm. okay. Well, why, look, the, I see the world as being very bad. Yeah. So I want to know why are things so bad? Why are people so hateful and mean to one another? Okay. Yeah. For others, they see it through maybe a lens of pro- progress. Yeah. Man, we are so much smarter mm-hmm. today. We've got all this amazing technology and science and advancements. How did we get? Like, what was the mechanism that got us from beating two stones together mm-hmm. to now developing? you know, fusion, energy, fusion, fusion energy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, well, how, how did we get here? Yeah. And so there's, there's this sort of fill in the blank part mm-hmm. that a worldview tries to make sense of right. why is the world the way it is? What are mm-hmm. the factors? Who are the players mm-hmm. that got us where we are today? And we can only use the tools that we've been given to figure that out. Right. Religion, science, philosophy, education, yes. history. Those are the tools we try to use, culture, or yeah. the ways we try to interpret those things and understand why. But that's common among all worldviews, right? Is they yes. all try to do the same, accomplish They're the same all doing goal, the same thing. Which is to answer, how did we get here? And why is it the way it is? And why is it different from what it maybe was before? Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so then the next logical place that a worldview is going to go is where are we headed? Yeah. I mean, we had a beginning somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. 
things have gotten to where they are today through certain means. Mm-hmm. Where is it going? Mm-hmm. What's where does the future hold? And not just where does the future hold, but is there an ultimate final expression yeah. of human history? A meaning, maybe? Is there a meaning? Is yeah. there a purpose? Yeah. Is there something beyond who we are mm-hmm. that we need to know about, uh, perhaps strive for, maybe maybe fear? Mm-hmm. Uh, these are these are those big questions. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I here? What's it all mean? <laughs> you know, sometimes we joke about people who, who contemplate that, yeah. but they're doing a very serious worldview exercise. Mm-hmm. They feel that they don't have answers to those mm-hmm. questions, probably because they feel their worldview is not answering them adequately. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure those things out. But why? We need those questions answered for yeah, us. Exactly. These, these are not, these are not like how many calories is in this Nutri-Grain bar. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't need that. No. <laughs> but we need to know where we came from. Right. Is the moon really made of cheese? Is the moon really right. made of cheese? Who's going to win the next election? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There are lots of <laughs> questions we can, we can seek answers for, right. but they just don't have any bearing on me and my purpose and who I am as a person and where I'm going and what's going to happen to me. None of that. Right. So we have to go after these questions. It's just natural. Yeah. God, I, think, I think God put it in us. Yeah. yeah I, no, I, very I, much so. Yeah. God put, that, that's what we're going to be discovering as mm-hmm. we go along. Mm-hmm. God put this in us. To find him. To, yeah. to long yeah. for answers to these questions. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, there's other questions I, I could have listed here. Um, you know, which, what is the meaning of life? Yeah. You know, that can be folded in. But there's just a lot of questions that people ponder. People search for answers for that worldviews are there to provide. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Not all worldviews are complete. No. Some worldviews trace all the dots. Mm-hmm. They go, you know, why are we here? How did it get like this? Where are we going? But some worldviews stop short. Typically, they'll try to answer where, we, where do we come from. Mm-hmm. They'll try to answer how do we get here but they fall short in answering where is it all going. Right. Kind of a shrug. Like It's kind of a shrug. Yeah. There's, there's, there's not a, you know, are there, are there is an answer, but the answer is full of so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. It sounds like an answer, but when you start to really kind of nitpick it, mm-hmm. you go, this is not an answer at all. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is, this is just a bunch of gobbledygook. And that's a really, that's a really um, common modern approach to the future. Yeah. The worldview yeah. is, you know, you can't really know anything that's true. You can't really right. know what's right or wrong. You just kind of shrug and do the best you can. Well, the reality is, for the most part, human beings have been doing the best they can. And you can tell that it's not all that great. You know, right. Doing the best we can, right? Yeah. And so worldview helps us understand the good, the bad, and the ugly of life. Yes. And, and what the meaning, the purpose, and the and the, and the the goal of all these things are. Right. And if you are searching for those answers and you didn't know what to call it before, well, you're you're searching for worldview. You're searching for a foundation for your life that is you're going to be or is now your worldview. And so this is not a, a, a new development in human history where we're all of a sudden we're concerned about worldview. This yeah. has always been human pursuit from the very beginning. Yeah. It's just a matter. Now we're able to, we labeled it, we labeled it. And now, we did. and now we can sort of kind of take it apart and put it back together. Right. As particularly if you're building it on things that are trustworthy and, and right and good. Um, and, but some of these worldviews are left kind of open ended, a mystery in a way. Yeah. And you just got to figure it out yourself, which is, personally for me makes me a little uneasy yeah um and that's why there may be a lot of frustration in the world today people don't have the answers they want for sure for now for yesterday or for tomorrow well, you know in fact when when worldviews don't make good sense yeah you know some worldviews will provide answers mm-hmm. but when you press those answers you realize this doesn't even match with reality exactly where is this even coming from? Mm-hmm. But yet it is a functioning worldview that is held by certain people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a incomplete or a dissatisfied, dissatisfied worldview mm-hmm. is something that really wreaks havoc with a person mm-hmm. because like you said, Orn, God designed us to seek after him because yeah. it's in him where we ultimately find these questions answered and when the answer doesn't make sense or the answer falls short or the answer just proves to be completely untrue yeah 
now we have a crisis in our lives Mm -hmm. because our worldview is failing us. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why worldviews are so important. You don't recognize it. You're not thinking about it 24 hours of the day, but when you kick the legs out from under it, things just start crumbling down around you. Mm -hmm. And that's why people go into this crisis panic mode Mm -hmm. where they are struggling with their identity. They're struggling with their purpose uh, they're just becoming very distraught sometimes, mm-hmm. going to th- these depressions. Not all depressions related to, to worldview issues, but when it falls around around you, you feel like you've kind of been bamboozled. Yeah. Right? Someone's be- someone lied to me, Somebody, someone betrayed yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I just, or the truth is not knowable. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was told that this is the way it was. This was what was true. I now see that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Can I know anything? Right. Right, you kind of go a bit agnostic on sure. on the world for for a while, mm-hmm. and so worldviews are really really important things for us to understand and um, to to work with. Worldviews themselves can be shaped and changed. They're not they're not they're not these fixed right. um, sets of beliefs. Right. I mean, after all, I mean, our worldview even in America has shifted over the decades. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't see the world in our culture the same way we did back 200 years ago when our nation was being founded. Yeah, absolutely. It's very different. Mm -hmm. So worldviews can be shaped. They can change, which means that outside forces can have a huge impact on how a society Mm -hmm. thinks, Mm -hmm. how they behave. And so if we don't understand a worldview, then when things come along to start molding that in different ways, we may miss it altogether. Exactly. And yeah. so if we understand how a worldview functions and what the tenets of a particular worldview are, mm-hmm. well, then we recognize what potentially outside forces can do to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so give you, give you um, just kind of a silly example, but it's a true example. There's a lot of stories in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, when Christianity came, um, you know, gosh, now couple hundred years ago, mm-hmm. you know, 150, 200 years ago uh, into Africa. It was a completely foreign religion. Yeah. You did not have Christians at that time, really. You still had some pockets up in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it was brand, brand new. Mm-hmm. And so white Western missionaries were going in. They're sharing the gospel. And people are believing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're forming up churches. They're, they're trying to do their best that they can to do what the Bible says, to make disciples, new believers, give them the churches. Well, they didn't know what an African church should be like. The only church that the missionaries were familiar with were their churches back in Europe. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these stories, and in some cases you still have the photographs yeah. of African tribal people mm-hmm. uh, in uh, European style clothes mm-hmm. and dresses and suits and even ladies with the hats mm-hmm. sitting on pews uh, in um, a Western style building mm-hmm. made maybe out of mud, but still a Western style building. Yeah. And it's called Bethel Baptist church yeah. or Calvary church, or mm-hmm. you know, it's got a very Western mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. and it's all set up like you and I will be, expecting a church to look like inside Mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. The reason why is, is that in the absence of a a worldview understanding, a worldview was imposed. Mm -hmm. Well, now you fast forward, you know, all these generations, you don't have that type of imposition of another culture on on, on the Africans because we realize that's not how you do things. Mm But you had the leftovers. Yeah, it's still lingering. So yeah, yeah. in Bamako, where we were living, you could go into a church and you would see alongside the djembe this square drum. Mm-hmm. That square drum is not a native Malian instrument. Right, right. The square drum came about because the missionaries told the Africans in that, in, in that part of the world, you can't play drums. In worship, mm-hmm. drums are evil. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, granted, there are some there are some certain things about drum beats within a culture, tribal, yeah, that, tribal stuff that yeah. mean very specific things sure. that have nothing to do 
with the Bible right, and right. Christianity. Christians should not engage in those. Right. But it was kind of a baby out with the bathwater kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But the drums are a huge part of the music. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you have music without that beat? Mm-hmm. And so someone decided, well, if we can't have our drums, what if we invented a brand new, a new drum, kind, yeah. a new kind of drum? Mm-hmm. And so somebody made a square drum, yeah. brought it to a missionary and say, we have made this drum. Is this okay to play? And the missionary said, "It's not round. It's not round. It's square. It's It's not like your. It's not like your drum. Right. So yes, you could play it. So, you know, now they can. They 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 bring their djembe's. You know, we would call it djembe into, um, into the service to play. Mm -hmm. But that square drum is still there in a lot of churches, uh, because it became a tradition. Mm That they just kind of had it because it's, that was their drum for a, a long time. It's a church drum, a Christian drum yeah. versus the round tribal drum of, of the former pagan religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they would not see getting rid of it. Right. It's just kind of part of what to do. What happened? Their worldview got changed, and it resulted in a change in their culture. Mm-hmm. So some things shifted. They got introduced to some ideas about worship, what was right, what was wrong, what was the Bible might not be okay with what it would be okay with. And out of that, you get a different cultural expression. You get mm-hmm. a square drum. Yeah. And so worldviews can be shaped. Absolutely. They can be shaped for the better. They can be shaped for the worse. Yeah. And so we need to be paying attention to that because how a worldview gets shaped is going to directly impact the culture it creates. Yeah. So if you look at the whole of human history, most persons, most people, up until recent times, their worldviews were shaped largely by family yes. and, and the immediate culture they lived in, right? But now, yeah. with the onset of the internet and information that you can have at your fingertips at any time, at any point during the day, yeah, worldview can be shaped much quicker and much more deeply by simply what you read and observe on the internet, right? And so you 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 can see a shift in worldview now yeah. much more rapidly because of the access to, to other information. Yes. Whereas before you were basically tied to your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, uncles, your your village or your small town. Whereas now the world is so globalized, you yeah. can get um, all kinds of different pieces of information, and you can form your own little worldview in your own bedroom by yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of that has to be affirmed or confirmed by the by those around you, but the access to to the sheer amount of information we have now does make forming worldview uh, or, or talking about forming worldview a very important topic for us because we have to teach people then how to filter through, teach ourselves how to filter through yeah. all of the bad information out there so that our worldviews are built on solid foundations. I thought of an illustration um, about about worldview. You don't think about the foundation in your home until you got a crack in the wall, right? Right. Like you don't walk in your house going, boy, I hope this foundation is good. You just, yeah. you live in it. You live in the house. And then one day you look up and you see a crack in the wall and you go, oh, no, the foundation's bad. That typically is what happens to worldview, right? Yeah. You don't think about it until something starts crumbling. Yeah. And then you start reevaluating everything. Yeah, because the worldview impacts everything, everything that we do. And that's that's kind of the next point, why, why worldviews are so important is that while worldviews themselves can be shaped, mm-hmm. we are shaped by worldviews. Absolutely. And so we will change how we think, how we behave. Mm-hmm. We will we will change what we do, what we say, mm-hmm. based on our worldview. And so, you know, when we look at the rapid change of worldview these days, um, you'll see a lot of conversations about how, well, that's not how young people acted in my day, mm-hmm. right? Because it's changed so fast. Yeah. Right, it was a time when young people kind of did act like their grandparents. Sure. You know, outside of just you know normal young people stuff, mm-hmm. they still held to the same basic worldview. Mm-hmm. Now worldviews have changed so much, behavior has changed so radically. Yes, and so there's this there's this gap, there's this divide, mm-hmm. and people are recognizing that folks change and they change quickly, and they change in some cases in leaps and bounds. Yeah. Like, not just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a drastic shift mm-hmm. that people go through, and it doesn't take a generation to do it. Exactly. It happens within a generation, and sometimes it happens even within the individual. Yeah. That they go from a they go from one way, and they almost become a completely different person. Yeah. Why? It's a shift in worldview. Yeah. Their worldview has changed, and 
it, it dictates that everything about them and how they express that yep. now must change. We, we see even in recent years the rise of influencers, social media influencers, right? Yes. These are people who are propagating a certain worldview in many cases. They might yeah. be selling a product, sure. but, in, but in many cases they're propagating and promoting a worldview that they they hold to, that they form through their own experiences and challenges and families and all those types of things. And now they are sending that out to the world for you to watch and listen to on YouTube and adopt these same principles for your own life. And so because that's happening so rapidly, as you said, the gaps between the generations yeah. are getting wider and wider. Um, and even within our own uh, one, one generation, you may have gaps between groups of people yep. because worldviews are shifting so quickly. And so this is a really important issue. Um, because there are some really bad worldviews out there, right? Like there's some really yeah. bad stuff out there and it leads to bad things in society. And so what, what we desire to do is to, is to, is to at least give the tools for you to understand how to form a worldview that's based on good things. So you're yes. building your house on a good foundation, so you can contribute to the advancement of of the church, the gospel, um, and even just improvement in your own life because you're building on good principles that have stood the test of time. Yes. And so that's why I'm, I'm actually excited to get to our third episode in the series. We yeah. talk about the biblical worldview yeah. because um, I think it's a conversation that, you know, we've not had a lot in the American church. Mm-hmm. But it's high time yeah, because we are we're we're seeing other worldviews that are not based on the Bible, but yet that we have a lot of fondness over, yeah. dictating what Christianity, the culture of Christianity, looks yeah. like and how it's expressed, it's permeating the church. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Not to just sit there and wag our fingers at folks, you know, right, but right. to just really have a good in, informed discussion on that. Uh, but until we get to that, we're going to actually kind of break down how have worldviews shifted Change, shifted yeah over the over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, what what did they look like? Mm-hmm. What influenced them to become sort of a new version of themselves? Right. You know, as we kind of go through yeah. these phases uh, in life, and just so we can kind of bring ourselves up to the kind of the modern day mm-hmm. and understand where we are, uh, and then we're going to dive into the, the biblical worldview, um, but. We have another worldview yes. that we have to discuss. Exactly, We've made people wait, and they've been very patient with us. They've held on. Some probably listening to the full episode for the first time ever because they want yeah. the Seinfeld reference. When was the last time we didn't have a Seinfeld reference? Never. It's been a while. It's been a <laughs> if, if, if ever. Yeah, if, if ever. ever yeah, we, yeah. We, may have, we may have slipped yeah. up maybe once in the early yeah. days. But, and there are uh, many, many more to come, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Seinfeld has a worldview. You, you mentioned Absolutely. this at the beginning. Yeah. Um, because we all have them. Yeah. So when you watch TV, mm-hmm. you are you are observing a worldview. Absolutely. You are observing a worldview, and we hope that through this series, you will better understand how to recognize that worldview. Mm-hmm. And Seinfeld, it's we love this sitcom. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, but it has a worldview. Yeah. And it's not a flattering worldview. Not at all. Uh, if you ever seen the show, if you watch the finale, you if know. You watch, if you watch the finale, yeah. <laughs> But it's important to be able to recognize worldviews like this and talk about it. Um, And so we wanted to just sit there and kind of, you know, we laugh and we kind of give high praises to Seinfeld as as a show. But we want to get get serious for a moment Mm -hmm. and just talk about the fact that there is a worldview to that. And um, I took this from a book that was written a few years ago uh, called Seinfeld, Master of Its Domain. (laughs) And um, it's an academic work. And uh, I can't remember the editors, but there's a number of articles in that book that break the show down mm-hmm. uh, just from so many different levels, from a philosophical level, from a cultural level. Uh, it looks like some fascinating reading. Yeah. If you really want to kind of go a deep nerd dive on the show Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, but you, you can find it, you know, on Amazon. And uh, I think even I think even Google Books, you can actually read it for free wow. if you want to. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the authors of one of the articles in the book said this, that the Seinfeld worldview is uh, fate is nothing more than the world the characters make for themselves. Yeah. And I, that really sums it up mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, this is a show where the where George, Elaine, Kramer, Jerry, they are basically driven along 
by themselves. Absolutely. They are the masters of their domain, not yeah. in the reference to that no. the episode, yeah, yeah. but they sort of make it up as yeah. they go along. Yeah. And four different worldviews. Too. Four they, different worldviews. They all have different worldviews within the show that, that sort of mm. create what is a, a hilarious sitcom. Yeah. But you, I mean, and really this is all the brainchild of Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, like Larry David, yeah. the, is really the kind of the producer and a lot of the, like the, the neuroses of George, and the comedy yeah. of Jerry is all kind of flowing from those two men. Right. And so what you see on the screen is a product of a worldview. And that's true of, of any, yeah. any television show, especially a sitcom. Who, right? would, who would you say out of the four represents the most developed and complete worldview? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's not Kramer. That's, it's, a, he, no, it's not he, Kramer. His life is a fantasy camp, right? Yeah, his life is a <laughs> yeah. fantasy camp. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I want to say Jerry because he seems like he's the most mature of the bunch. But Elaine seems a little bit more grounded yeah. in some cases because Jerry seems to be so nonchalant. It, mm-hmm. it, literally, he literally says in one episode, it, 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 every, everything evens out in the end. Right. Right. Elaine throws $20 out the window. Jerry finds $20 in his coat pocket. Yeah. Uh, we don't live that way. Like, that's not yeah, reality. It's not, it's not, it's not I feel like works. Elaine's life and the way that she lives seems to be the most the closest to the most mature George and Kramer in no way, shape or form are having mature worldview. But what you see in them seems like a very real worldview. I would argue that George has the most complete worldview. You think so? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I would, I I I wouldn't say it's mature, not mature, but complete, but it is, I would say it's closest to being complete because I think they explore his worldview more than any of the other four. It's true. And that's, in my opinion. Because he is a representation of Larry David, the producer. Yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. true. Okay. And so George, now. Yeah, yeah. George has this absolutely bleak outlook on life. Yeah. Yeah. He is a, it's very fatalistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he seems just to have zero control over it. If anything yeah. goes well, it's guaranteed to go wrong eventually. Well, you, just, to, to, you, you, bring up, you bring up the point, the episode with the Jesus fish, and Lane asked George, I yeah. thought you didn't believe in God. And he says, I do for the bad stuff. I do for the bad stuff, yeah. That, that's a that's worldview. That's a worldview. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, even George, like his, even like his own ambitions yeah. are just so mm-hmm. pathetically underwhelming, right, you know? Right. I've always wanted to pretend to be an architect. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, that's the best yeah. you can do. Yeah, that's true. And so I, I think, I think George has the most complete, all those sad, sad, sad yeah. worldview. That's true. that's true. But yeah, all of them together have this different take on the world. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's, it is kind of, it can, it's kind of a fatalistic, what we make of it yeah. type deal. And some people hold to that. Yeah, absolutely. Some people today you know, my life, my world is what I make. I bring everything to the table. Yeah. Life is sort of, you know, mine to do with as I please mm-hmm. because I'm I'm driving the bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these four characters time and time again run into the reality that they're not driving the bus. Right. It they just things keep going wrong, things go sideways. And a lot of times they make their own messes. Yeah. Most of the time they make their own messes. Yeah. And so it's an interesting worldview. This is a sitcom meant to make us laugh. It's not meant to make us really think deep. No. But there are clear tenets of worldview present in Seinfeld. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you what, if my my brain works right, I'll I'll get all these questions out. But I'll give you something that you can do when you're watching like a, a TV show or a movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's great for your kids. When your kids get to a certain age, they can start to kind of like track with this. Mm-hmm. This is really good to help them start teaching them to recognize worldview mm-hmm. without having to say, hey, little Johnny, we're going to learn about worldview today. And right, they're right. like, no. Um, <laughs> but when you watch something, um, one question you want to ask is, where is God? Yeah. Or what is God? Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of those two questions, mm-hmm. okay? What is confusing? Mm-hmm. So, is there something in what you're watching that doesn't make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't mean like plot holes or whatever, right. but just the way that they're human behavior. Human behavior yeah. doesn't make sense, or that it's clear that the characters are struggling with something that doesn't make sense. Right? There's something that doesn't make sense. Um, and I knew I forget the third one. I got, I had a, <laughs> I've got three good ones yeah. that you ask, um, but that's why I write things down so I don't have to remember it. Um, I was hoping it would come to me. 
if I do some creative editing, I can like put this in like later. <laughs> dub it in later. Dub it in, <laughs> dub it in later. Uh, but I don't. But I don't. It's right off the top of my head. But those are two great questions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, absolutely. And this is a healthy oh, what exercise. Do you, what do you not understand? Yes. That's okay, the third okay. one. Yeah, yeah, what do yeah. you not understand? Yeah. And so um, these are particularly good for kids because they don't have enough experience with the worldview. Mm-hmm. But even if you watched something, even as an adult, there may be things you go like, I don't understand why they believe that. Yeah. It doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't to make me. any sense. Right. right. Which may be a good thing. Yeah. Your child or even you yourself may have a very good foundation. And yeah. when you see things that don't make sense, you notice it and you go, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's not supposed to. Because <laughs> right. it may be not a nonsensical worldview, yeah. but it is a worldview. It is a worldview. Right. right. And so just those three things, what is where is God or, or who or what is God? Mm-hmm. Um, what does it make sense? And what do you not understand? Those are just three good questions to ask out of anything you watch on TV. Yeah. And just think about it. Mm -hmm. Just take a few moments and then start training your brain to do that. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll start picking a worldview a lot easier Mm -hmm. as you watch things and you go, aha, I see what's going on here. Absolutely. So anyway, we'll leave you with that. That's great. As a, as a little, little takeaway, a little lanyap for the end of this episode. So we want to thank you so much for joining us for this first discussion in our series on worldview. We hope it's been helpful Yeah, absolutely. as we've break, yeah. broken down some terms and talked about why this is important. Please join us for next episode. We're going to go a little deep dive, get a little history going on, talk mm-hmm. about how worldviews have been forming and changing over the last um, you know, couple of hundred years yeah. and why we kind of are the, where we are with worldviews. And we're going to set ourselves up for our episode three as we dive into that biblical worldview. So yeah. you don't want to miss this because it's going to really help us lay some more yeah, foundation absolutely. As, as we move forward. Building a foundation. And yeah. so once again, um, you know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we're all there, even on Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Come yeah. on, join us. Join us on there. Thanks so much. We will talk See with you, you guys week. next week.